Another place, another time, six and seven, much further into that area now, we're almost there. Eight, nine, there we are, another time, 
another place, another you. Where you are now, is it daytime or nighttime? sight, a life in danger. A man on night shift stumbles against a machine. A woman wakens with agonizing chest pains. A car skids and crashes. Whatever the reason, the end result is a common enough sight. All too often, it's the prelude to the end of a life, to the easy act of dying. For all the millions who believe devoutly in an afterlife, a life after death, this sort of thing can well be no more than a prelude, a staging point on the way to an immortal hereafter. But what about the others? The ones who see dying as an intermission those who believe in a life after life. What about those who claim a previous existence here on Earth? The ones like these. Oh, my chest. Oh, chest. Oh, it was freezing cold. I laid down on the couch. I wasn't feeling too good. And I took a chill. 
was coughing. I died. people who are alive now and who under hypnosis claim that they have been dead try to pick my body up to get it moving so we could go and find papa that wouldn't move it felt cold and funny myself being drawn away from there. No reason to stay. It's like I'm being lifted. And I'm being drawn, drawn towards a very bright light. And I just wanted to go to the light. And we went fast towards the light. And when we came out, the end was all white and bright. It's so green. The greenest green I've never seen green so green. The flowers look so bright. Like they've all been polished. I'm in a garden. people sitting nearby. Then there's someone coming to meet me. I want to know what's happened, what's happened. And she took me to a big white building. She tells me to rest. He smiled at me and said you died, sweetheart. And went where? To heaven? The classic picture of a beautiful place and a golden afterlife? Or into some limbo, a pause, a breath of death between one mortal life and another, before reincarnation? I didn't believe in reincarnation. Uh, and the, the prospect of doing research about it and finding out for myself if for no one else an answer one way or another to me was um, very interesting. Half of me is interested and would like to see it, and the other half of me says, no, I'm not sure. Um, maybe, maybe better not. We weren't sure either, but we knew that we wanted to find out. This journey was to take us and them into a territory which needs no passports, where the borderline is between life and life again.
cleaner in my head It sucks up everything I know I've got a vacuum cleaner in my head It sucks up everything I know Darling I'm not tongue-tied Darling I'm not tongue-tied Donovan's brain was in. We better hurry. They'll be coming for the body pretty soon. Yeah, you can go now, David. I David, think I will uh, then. You understand, of course. Yes, I understand. Not a word, not a word to your mother or to anyone. I understand. Did you put something in the skull cavity oh, so yes. the eyes won't fall? I filled it with cotton bandage the old cranium. It looked like any head injury. I hope nobody gets any ideas about an autopsy. You're the coroner. You can stop there. Look, Schrantz. This is a chance that comes once in a lifetime. William Donovan had one of the greatest minds, has one of the greatest brains in the world today. And now you have it. Uh, it's Turn on the encephalograph. Simple alpha, alpha waves, waves of course, right. no different from the monkeys. You can't take a human brain out of its body and expect it to function. I suppose not, but 
France. Did it ever occur to you that the brain might simply be asleep? Asleep? Certainly. An operation like that is a severe shock. Tap on the glass. Good Lord, Patrick. Delta waves. It was asleep you woke it up. It, it's actually conscious. You see, you see, the three of us, three of us conducting this experiment now. You, me, and William Horace Donovan.
looks like a low-grade infection or a high-grade infection that's really not only draining your energy, but it is, it, it's uh, really coloring and contaminating the energy that is mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And so I, I just would like to do a little bit of tapping on, on being resent, on, on your resentment, if everybody is open to doing this. It's a very simple procedure. You tap on the side of your hand, the top of your head, inner part of your eyebrow, outer corner of your eye, under your eye, under your nose, under your bottom lip, and then your collarbone. And don't worry about memorizing it, just follow along. If you can see me, if you're listening on audio, it doesn't matter where you tap, just one of those points. So we're going to do this kind of generically <clears throat> for any old resentment you have in your body. Okay, even though I'm, I may have some resentment stored in my body. Even though I may have some resentment stored in my body. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. There have been a lot of things. There have been a lot of things. That have happened in my life. That have happened in my life. That I resent. That I resent. Things that I felt powerless about. Things that I felt powerless about. People that did things to hurt me. People that did things to hurt me. And they never thought of how I felt in that. And they never thought of how I felt. And I didn't know what to do about it. And I didn't know what to do about it. So it just lodged in my body. Just lodged in my body. And in my mind. And in my mind. And in my opinion about myself. In my opinion about myself. And I just became bitter about it. And I just became bitter about it. And then I disliked myself for being bitter. And I disliked myself for being bitter. And I, I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't know what to do about it. But it's safe for this resentment to leave my body right now. And it's safe for this resentment to leave my body right now. It's not saving me from anything. It's not saving me. It's serving no valuable purpose. Serving no valuable purpose. I don't have to have this in order to grow. I don't have to have this in order to grow. It's safe for the resentment to leave my body. It's safe for the resentment to leave my body. And to leave my mind. To leave my mind. And to leave my emotional body. And to leave my emotional body. And my spirit. And it's safe for all of my energy to come back to me. And it's safe for all of my energy to come back. And out of that resentment. And out of that. And it doesn't matter what that person did to me. It doesn't matter what that person did to me. Because I love myself unconditionally. Because I love myself unconditionally. And I deserve to be free of resentment. And I deserve to be free of resentment. Okay, take a big deep breath. Now, I'm wondering if anybody out there did that. If you did. You're doing yourself a favor. You're doing yourself a favor.
suppose the stars would say about Rick? I've taken up numerology. I'm off the stars. They made me flip my little dipper and fall for a guy who's in love with a lady in black. I'm going to tell him you're the bat lady. Oh, no, you don't. I don't want to wear a mask the rest of my life. <laughs> Some honeymoon with a pair of wings on my back. How's the numerology working out? You know, numerology's a science. I take the numbers. The day, the month, and the year that I was born, I add to the day, the month, and the year that Eugene was born. And that answer I divide with my street address. Then I add that to my social security number, and with that answer I divide Eugene's social security number. Then I multiply that by the number of dancing lessons I take, and the number of calories I eat, and one day I subtract from that, and then I multiply the whole thing by how tall I am, and that's the answer. How does it work out? Zero. Eugene again. That still doesn't help me with Rick.
I sit now outside my laboratory door, writing under the heading Experiment 87, this final entry in my casebook, I know that these are the last words I shall ever write upon this earth. For those who seek some explanation, I refer them simply to this casebook. Let them read it carefully. Perhaps they may then in some measure understand, if not condone, the awful circumstances under which I have been driven to the most appalling crime against God and nature that it has ever been the fate of mortal man to perpetrate. August 24th. It's now six weeks, exactly 42 days, since I began the experiment. For six weeks, by artificial means alone, I've kept alive a human brain completely detached from the body, floating in a bath of serum nourished by a synthetic blood plasma fed through its arteries by an electric pump, it has remained alive. Not only alive, but I have succeeded in communicating with it. For I've even induced new growth of brain cells and so tremendously increased its mental faculties that by sheer brain power alone, it has actually been able to communicate its thoughts to me. And each day, my communion with that living, pulsing mass of grey matter that was the brain of William Donovan becomes stronger and stronger. Even now I sense it striving to reveal some plan to me, something so truly world-shaking in its implications that only such an organism, developed to a point thousands of years ahead of its time, could ever have conceived it. So far I sense this only, but soon I shall know, indeed I shall be partner in its execution. What a fool I was ever to have considered for a moment my wife's demand that I end the experiment. It's because I refused, of course, that Janice left me a week ago without so much as a word of explanation or farewell. Even my son David and my assistant Shrat are privy to this conspiracy to thwart me, for when I ask about Janice, they pretend to know nothing of They seek to avoid my questions. But the brain will live. Yes, I can hear it now. Its delta waves quite audible over the amplifying system I've arranged for it. Almost as though it were calling to me, trying to speak to me. The brain will live.
double homicide. In a somewhat grisly coincidence, it seems that two women, Barbara Forrest and Mary Ashford, were both victims of a similar crime committed in the tiny village of Erdington, some five miles outside of Birmingham in England. Both 20-year-olds, who happened to share the same birthday, had been raped and strangled, their bodies were found 300 yards apart, and both had been found on the same day, May 27, 157 years apart, 1817 and 1974. Even more remarkable, both had just visited a friend that evening, both had changed into a new dress that night, and both had gone to a dance, where they presumably met their killer. Still not remarkable enough for you? How about the fact that the man accused in both their crimes was named Thornton, and that both Thorntons were eventually acquitted for the crime?
up to us to call our energy units back, mm-hmm. our uh, our attention back. Yes. And so I was going to suggest that we say out loud. Uh, maybe we can do this later. Uh, all right, of us. Right okay. Let's let's say this uh, three times out loud. We can all say it together. And it's like call my spirit back. And in essence, what you're doing is you're calling your energy back. You're calling your attention back. So let's mm-hmm. say it three times. Okay. I call my, my spirit, spirit back. back. I, I call my spirit back. I call my spirit back. I'm going to emerge you from this state. The moment I'll count from one to three, at the count of three, eyes open, fully alert, you'll remember every place you've been, everything you've done, and we'll be able to discuss it very clearly and very openly and very accurately. All right, at the count of three, eyes open, fully alert, totally refreshed, feeling wonderful and marvelous in every way. One, slowly, easily, and gently feel yourself coming back up. At the count of two, you're still relaxed and calm, but a wonderful feeling of vibrant energy flows flows through your mind and body and spirit. On the next count, eyes open, fully alert, feeling great in every way. Get ready now. Number three, open those eyes and notice how good you feel. same drugs no more we don't do the we don't do the same drugs do the same drugs no more cause she don't do the same drugs no more we don't do the we don't do the same drugs do the same drugs no more when did you change when do you've aged i thought you never grow up i thought you never Window closed, windy got old. I was too late, I was too late. A shadow of what I once was. Cause we don't do the same drugs no more. We don't do the, we don't do the same drugs. Do the same drugs no more. She don't laugh the same way no more. We don't do the, we don't do the same drugs. Where did you go? Why would you stay? You must have lost your marbles. You always were so forgetful. In a hurry. Don't wait up. I was too late, I was too late. A shadow of what I once was. Cause we don't, we don't do what we say we're gonna. We're always perfect, and I was only practice. Don't you miss the days, stranger? Don't you miss the days? Don't you miss the danger? We don't do the same drugs no more. We don't do this. We don't do the same drugs. Do the same drugs no more. We don't 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 do
Forget the happy thoughts. All you need is happy thoughts. The past tense, past bedtime. Wait back then when everything we read was real and everything we said rhymed. Why'd I kids being kids? Why did you stop? What did you do to your hair? Where did you go to end up right back here? When did you start to forget how to fly? Yeah.